the Mike Meets London Tastemakers podcast. In this episode, I chat to Andy, one of the co-founders of Scottish restaurant Mac and Wild, as well as Sixes Cricket Club and Restaurant Kits. We talk about how Andy's food journey in London began. We dive into the concept of Sixes and what it's like launching a new brand in the pandemic era, as well as how Restaurant Kits emerged from the pandemic as its own new and significant thing. We cover everything from David Beckham breaking the internet to predicting the zombie apocalypse, so there's a lot going on. Mac and Wild was one of the very first London brands to win my loyalty when I first came here, so I'm always watching what Andy's up to with great interest. But that's enough hype building, let's jump straight in. So, Andy, most people probably know you as one of the co-founders of Mac and Wild, uh, and that's how we first crossed paths. We're here now in your newest venture, Sixes Cricket Club, I definitely want to dive into that. But before we do, uh, do you want to give us a bit of an intro to yourself and uh, kind of how your food adventures began, I guess? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I grew up in the north of Scotland, um, in, in the middle of nowhere, uh, lovely family, mostly. Um, <laughs> mostly. Uh, no, we, had, we had a great childhood and like a, a kind of very loving family environment. And to cut a long story short, um, <laughs> my family are butchers and they right. only butcher wild meat. So it's all venison and rabbits mm. and grouse and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of grew up in that. In, in the family business, the business grew. The, my, business, my dad started it the year I was born, so it was kind of yeah, very. I f- feel quite <laughs> you know integral or right, right. or imp- definitely a part of it. I'm not sure how integral I am. Mm. Um, and then yeah, and then you know as you do in a family food business, you kind of all muck in and and it's it's cheap meat. Like venison is the cheapest wild venison is the cheapest mm. meat out there right now, right. and always generally has been unless you're buying your venison from expensive kind of butchers right so so yeah so I moved down to London and uh, in 2009 and I was kind of shocked to the, the standard of some of the venison that I right. saw in some of the butchers and and I kind of all the things started like triggering off in my mind about this is why a nobody likes it mm. B everyone thinks it's expensive right, right. and and see it's only in posh butcher shops and sure. it's like I'm like, we had no money growing up. We never went on holiday. Like everyone was just working, and you know, we like, we were we were really happy, but right, right, yeah. we were not wealthy at all. Like, but all of the meat that we produced was exported, and mm. in the continent they celebrate it. Like they love right, it, and right, they're yeah. like Scottish wild venison is the best of the best. And I was like, I got, I just, I felt something inside <laughs> me. This is such a cheesy moment, but I felt like a, just like, I've got to do something about this. Also. Right made it a lot easier, I hated my job okay. and I really was, I felt a bit lost living in London as well mm. so just went back to my safety net which is, yeah, which is meat from right. meat from mum and dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I started shipping it down and like selling it to some butchers and saying look, mm. you can put it in but you've got, you can't put it on at, you know, 60 pounds a right, kilo, right. I'm going to sell it to you cheap and you've got to keep it cheap, I want to, I don't want to see it going in yeah. uh, and I want to change the eating habits of a nation kind of thing. Wow. Ambitious. So I was talking to my neighbour and he was like, what's the plan? And I, I remember saying, like, I want to be in London. If you think of venison, I want to be like top of the right, list. Right. And he laughed. I remember him laughing at me and going, oh, you're never going to do that. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to fucking do that. <laughs> and uh, I don't, yeah, I kind of, you know, you've you got to take these little challenges and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, understand the ones that you can win and not. And then, yeah, started a market, so started a market stall in, mm. in Broadway Market, selling my meat, putting on my kilt every week. <laughs> And then off the back of that, started trying to like, it was a one day, one day a week market. Right. And I, I loved it. Mm. Uh, it was a really good time. I think it started in about this time of year. It was August, bank right. holiday August in 2010. 
And then, yeah, so I, I quickly realized that, you know, one day a week selling meat was not going to be able to pay my sure. way. So I got started doing street food and then got a stall in Whitecross Street Market, which was Monday to Friday, and then had the Saturday market. And that was, to be honest, that was all I needed. I was probably better off then than I am now. <laughs> Right. selling burgers and, and steak sandwiches sure, and just like sure. smashing them out at lunchtime. Really good lifestyle as well. I, mm. I really wish I could go back and do that again. <laughs> and, then, and then started doing pop-ups and um, teaming up with kind of like other chefs and right, right. street food guys and like collaborating and mm. just learning more about like, the London scene. Sure. Like London's an amazing kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> boiling pot of, of like cuisines and like interesting people mm. and cultures and yeah, yeah. ingredients like I was ingredients I'd never seen right. before I mean I was used to potatoes and carrots and onions I think. <laughs> and that was about it and uh, all of a sudden going to Tesco's on like you know the local Tesco and right, seeing right. these fruit and veg I was like what the fuck yeah, is that stuff. <laughs> and I still see things like that and yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't I'm, I'm like Ooh, what is it I'm scared <laughs> of it so so yeah so I was just really excited and I loved I loved that like really looked fondly back on that mm. time and from there like how did Mac and Wild come about? Okay, so, so yes, yeah, so, so doing, I was doing all these pop-ups, and like, I am a man or a or a person who loves to like, I like to have my cake and eat it kind of thing. Right. We were, I like, I like to eat a burger, and I love like dirty, dirty burgers, mm. and like, but I also like to have some sort of quite fancy food. Right. Right. Um, so my pop-ups were like, there was a serious divide. So I was doing like, you know, burgers in the back of a pub, mm. and. You know, smashing out right. like, street food, which was, which was, yeah, it was good. It was easy to do, and then I would do like weekly or, or second, I, can't remember, I think it was monthly pop-ups where we do like six to nine course tasting, okay, right, well. tasting dinner, and we was doing that with like teaming up with chefs, and like these chefs were teaching me so much mm. about what I could do with the produce, and like really, okay. it really like inspired me, and um, so yeah, so. I was like, I, I just, I wanted to open a restaurant. Mm. And then the, in fact, the first pop-up I did, this was like a really key moment for me, was the first pop-up I did was in a pie mash shop in, okay. in Islington. And it was called the, the Bonnie and Wild. And I teamed oh, up with fine. the Bonnie Gull guys and we put this, put this pop-up on. It was three courses and you had three options in each course. I think it was 30 quid, bring your own booze. Mm. It was brilliant. Anyway, walked <laughs> in and obviously the majority of people want the meat um so they were eating the venison i just remember looking at a table and the music was loud it was tinny no one could really hear anything <laughs> but but they were just they all sort of chowed down on the bit of venison and they and i look, i could just see them like nodding mm. and you know kind of like nodding approvingly at <laughs> like how good this is and i was just like this felt felt amazing like right, seeing right. i just i remember like my dad would have been so proud and so i was just like oh this is so cool like this I've got to do something with this. So yeah, anyway, um, and then everything kind of snowballed from there. Gathered a bit of pace and teamed up with my old mate Callum, who had some cocktail bars in Scotland. And, uh, and I, he came down to London. He just sold his business in Edinburgh and, and Aberdeen and had a beer with him. And I was like, I'm trying to open a restaurant. Uh, what are you up to? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Just, do you want to do you want to team up? <laughs> I mean, it was maybe not quite as casual as that, but it was pretty <laughs> so, casual. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to do a pop-up on Charlotte Street. We got a site and did a did a little pop-up together. Um, and this was all, yeah, this was kind of like the, the basis right, of right, right. the foundations of, of Mac and Wild. And uh, that was really good fun. And um, I think we had like 15 seats or something in there. Okay, yeah. And again, had an amazing chef called Mikkel in from, uh, he was a Danish guy who just oh. like, just destroyed it, like destroyed <laughs> it. He was so good. 
and he was, he was a lunatic as well, and I loved him and still in touch <laughs> with him. Anyway, so we then we then opened up Mac and Wild yeah. about a year or so later. Um, got some got some investment on, showed everyone the pop up, and mm. uh, kind of managed to convince people to, to get involved. And I think probably fair to say you've probably hit that number one spot for venison in London. I mean, I don't, know. <laughs> I, I, I don't think any other names come to mind for me at least. I mean, the, the funny <laughs> thing is that no other mind, no other names come to mind. It's, it's, it's quite easy to be a yeah. small fish in a small pond, but. But yeah, hopefully that changes, and like there are a lot of a lot of restaurants do put it on, but mm, no one really yeah. specialises in yeah. in venice. And, but there are there are a number of like new businesses coming through, and like okay. there's a, like I was talking to the guys that have got a, a kind of a, a, a built on like um, style snacks oh, right. business called Ember. Yeah, Ember yeah, Meats. yeah, I know, but yeah. It's incredible. Like, it's so delicious, and then that, that's what we need to do is like change people's kind of mm. perceptions on it being like gamey and right, right. like like. I don't know, like that horrible <laughs> flavor that most people associate with it, because it shouldn't taste like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. If your venison tastes like that, <laughs> I can chuck it in the bin and take it back or something like that. But it should yeah. taste, should taste like delicious meat, not anything that's like sour and yeah, yeah. green. So yeah, so so yeah, so hopefully I don't know. I think I'm <laughs> there thereabouts, but maybe yeah. there is another another. Watch your back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, I could definitely sit and chat about Macmillan for a very long time. Like, it was definitely one of my. I think one of my first favorites after I moved to London. So, was it? Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Sure. I mean, I, there was definitely a time when I was in like once a week, <laughs> which is probably bad, uh, especially on my salary at the time. <laughs> um, but uh, we should move on to your yeah more recent ventures. Yeah. So yeah, we're in Sixes. Do you want to give us kind of the elevator pitch for uh, Sixes Cricket Club? Yeah. So Sixes is um, social cricket with a bar and restaurant. So. Um, we basically have tech-enabled cricket mm. nets. That sounds really boring, doesn't it? <laughs> um, we Very PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's you, go, you come in, we're, we're all about cricket um, and British barbecue food. Mm. So we've kind of taken our experience with Mac and Wild on the food. So we're, we've got some like cool um, mm. fire pits downstairs, which are just going in. So we're oh, about cool. to do that any second. And then, yeah, so it's all, all around this kind of social competitive socializing so um we've got cricket nets inside the inside the restaurant you stand in the net it's uh if you can imagine what cricket net looks like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. very similar to that you see them in most kind of fields around yeah, england yeah. Uh, we're not so well known for them in scotland but um <laughs> you, you see them all over the place down here and uh, on one end there's a there's a screen um a three by three meter screen effectively and um on the screen there's a bowler who kind of rubs yeah. this cricket ball on his leg and he tiptoes up to this the crease swings his arm around, and as he lets go of the ball, a real squidgy cricket ball <laughs> shoots out the screen. And then you're nine meters down the down the crease uh, with a cricket bat, and then you've got to whack that ball um, into different targets. And um, those targets have different numbers on them, and that's the, they're the runs you score. So at the end of your over, you get a score, and then it kind of it carries on going a bit like going bowling. You get you, you, know, you carry your sure. score on uh, until there's a winner. Or until you finish, and yeah, so there's different. The, it's it's a really amazing bit of tech. Mm -hmm. Like the you, you get fast balls and spin balls, but you select your level from beginner, amateur, club, and professional. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and like depending on what level you choose, it varies the speeds, the pitch of the ball, basically how hard it gets. Yeah. I suppose is the. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really good fun, and we just we love we love playing the game. And for like Callum and I, like two people who've never really played cricket. Um, 
we just we just really enjoy the game and I think that's the beauty of it it's about getting people into sport yeah yeah it's a good um, game for sure and, and cricket's having a massive kind of mm. renaissance right now it's, there's, there's the 100 just uh, just launched uh, right, another right. day uh, new competitions but shortening the games because it's it's a bit do you know what like <laughs> cricket and like there's a lot of similarities I'm just like thinking of something like venison is seen as quite like stuffy and you know it's, it's only for posh people okay, and right, it's yeah. like how you know if you don't know about it am I allowed to you know have access to yeah, it so so yeah it's about just kind of like simplifying yeah. it down and getting people involved yeah it's, it really is a great bit of tech like I've had a go on it it's really cool really fun I like where did the inspiration come from? Like, did you see that somewhere else, or like, did it? Was it just like I don't know? I mean, there's things like Flight Club and like these kind of electric team game things that have popped up around town. Yeah, like. we uh, have another business called Smoky Barrels, which is uh, virtual hunting, mm. and like we we understand how the, that business works, and like we know some of the guys from Flight Club and right, right. and Top Golf, um, and we we're just talking to them and. and as we all know, over the last like eighteen months or so, like, hospitality is is tough, yeah. like really, really tough. And it's, I, do you know, it's really unfair because people put their like heart and soul into this, and there's such fine margins. And you know, it, London particularly has got such high standards. We're really blessed yeah. uh, with the the restaurants and the and the food and drink scene that we have here. So yeah, when you have this kind of competitive socialising, this kind of um, experiential add-on mm. you're it's you know you, you can increase your margins and you can make right, a profitable right. business so so yeah so we, we, we kind of understood that from smoky barrels which is the virtual sure. hunting you come in and you eat and drink and you play this game and um, and we saw that work at our site in Liverpool Street and then um, I went away and was having a look at some other options and I kind of felt like there was something that a direction we needed to go in yeah. And then I took Callum aside and I was like, Callum, I just want to sit down, I've, um, I've got an idea. Um, and he, he kind of went, okay, go on. And then uh, so I was like, look, I've been looking at these other kind of smoky barrels and how it works in the business. And I think we need to do, kind of make another step in this direction. And I've been looking at tech-enabled fishing. And, okay, right. and Callum went, I'm going I'm to stop you there, Andy. I've been doing the same thing. And I found this cricket tech uh-huh. and I was like, yeah, that's a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit more, yeah. So we, so we kind of just we we went and played, uh, went and met the guys that make the tech, and and had a, we just got on with them. We got a really good relationship. Right. They're really good guys, really like, lovely people, smart. So yeah, so we kind of just pushed down the um, the cricket yeah, route, yeah. and it's a lot more accessible. Like with Mac and Wild, it's quite a niche sure. brand yeah, and yeah. product, like venison kind of like wild meat hunting Scotland whiskey it's it's not super yeah. accessible whereas cricket um, and barbecue yeah. is it's quite like bread and butter yeah I mean <laughs> everyone can do it yeah I, I kind of want to try the, the fishing one now but hopefully you've still got that in the uh, down the line <laughs> I've, I've definitely not disregarded it just yet so fantastic so yeah I've, I've actually found some tech that oh, I'm right. going to have a play with in a few oh. weeks I'm not sure if we're going to roll out but I feel like I've got a point to prove oh yeah yeah for sure yeah it doesn't sound like the easiest pitch maybe but like yeah no, it sounds but like cool. fishing I mean I, I feel like I just make they say not to make a business for yourself because mm. uh, but I just love fishing and yeah I just love everything that goes around and that's what I love about the cricket it's like I love I'm Scottish I don't play cricket but I love going to the cricket mm. and I, my dad used to play every Sunday in the oh. summer up in the north of Scotland with a team 
But I just love what goes with cricket. So it's, it's not just about it's the, the game. Experience, yeah, it's about yeah. like sitting down, meeting your friends. They have a, you have a tea time. Like mm, you go yeah, and eat, yeah. you go and eat egg sandwiches and sausage rolls until the cows come home, <laughs> um, and then have a few drinks as well. Yeah. And like you don't have to be super fit. Um, and that's the beauty about sixes is like you you can come here. You, you don't have to put your shorts and t-shirt on and like yeah, have a shower yeah. afterwards. <laughs> I mean, you can get a little bit sweaty. Maybe go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the the idea is you can come there after work and you know smash some balls and yeah. then you know go home and not look like you've just you know run a marathon. Yeah. Or whatever. Very cool. And I have to ask you. I mean, you mentioned like hospitality's had a really hard time for the last like yeah year or two. Like, how have you found kind of opening up? like a whole new venture in this kind of climate um got such a kind of big question yeah there's yeah. like there's there's pros and cons um it's obviously going against the trend like mm. most people are kind of winding yeah, back a little yeah. bit but but then out of you know there's an opportunity there when when the market's going one way that you know, sure, if, you, yeah. if you can go the other then there isn't a potential upside and because we need big sites like most of the landlords are mm. quite quite keen to fill right. those spots so yeah, so it's been that's been a bit easier, but yeah, just opening up during COVID, like from a from a consumer's point of view, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns and a bit of trepidation and sure, just yeah. uh, and and also not yeah the other other issues like staffing is mm. staffing's been a massive problem right, um, yeah, and yeah. we you know we're we're hanging on by the skin of our teeth kind of thing and we've got some really like really brilliant people in here, but that's another yeah a whole other kind of conversation. Yeah. But I think, like all in all, it's, it's been quite refreshing because, you know, if we were just sitting there, you know, looking at one business and uh, over the last like twelve month, eighteen months, mm. it's, it's quite a daunting prospect. Yeah. But when you've got something new and shiny that's got, you know, it's quite fun, and uh, I'm, you know, hugely uh, excited about the future of, of yeah. Sixes. It's really, it's really driven me on yeah. because yeah, like this time, and I wasn't no. In March, when we closed down, like, I literally phoned up my dad, who was one of our main suppliers, and as right. we closed the restaurant, and he didn't, you know, we, it was this COVID thing or Corona as it was, right, but right. I burst into tears. I was like, like uncontrollable. I mean, get, get emotional thinking about it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it was a really kind of hard time. But then to go from that, when you go fuck, mm. you know, the, your world's collapsed, and then and just push forward. And it's, it, was, it was yeah, it was quite a driving right, kind right, of force. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Probably a good segue from that then is like restaurant kits. I mean, yeah. right back at the beginning of this, yeah, everyone having to close down. I mean, obviously everyone in the industry, but also you know, committed consumers, I suppose, all kind of a bit worried about what the future holds for like you know, good food, good hospitality. Mm. But yeah, you guys kind of turned that on its head a bit with restaurant kits. So like, how, how did that come about, and sort of where are you now? Yeah. So when we closed Mac and Wild, we. We've been talking about like how, like what, for, for years we've been saying like how do we kind of, because we've got such a strong following of yeah, people that are like mm. kind of love Mac and Wild yeah, yeah. Um, and they engage with the brand and the business and the story. So we're like how do we kind of, you know, connect with people that are not just four miles away from the, from the right, restaurant. Right. And so we've been talking about an online butcher and like creating this platform mm. and so we, we just very quickly, I phoned up as soon as we closed like that, that afternoon, I think after I'd after I kind of wiped the tears away from my All face, right, yeah. I was like, oh, what, we've got to do something. So I phoned up, um, I spoke to my family and spoke to some other people and said, right, let's, let's do an online butcher. Because right, right. they, all the butchers at the time had gone, shit, 
you know, we've lost 60% of our yeah, revenue. Yeah, yeah. Little did everyone know that retail was about to explode. And, um, <laughs> so we set up the online butcher and then that went crazy. Right, right. So we were selling loads of packs of meat all over the place. Yeah, and then once the retailers opened up again, it, it dipped right. back down and back to something a bit more normal. And yeah, we were, once we saw that kind of peak, we thought, let's do, let's do the, the Venimoo kit. Yeah. And then there were some people launched, launched in London, just inside the M25. And I was like, let's just take our time. Let's not yeah, rush, yeah. let's do nationwide. So just, yeah, having to work out like packaging, sure, order packaging, yeah. find out about logistics. All of the world, yeah. It was like, it was, <laughs> it was a real, like, diff, like, real new challenge to get our head around. And um, so yeah, so we then got this cool box together. Mm put the kits together somehow and then start shipping them over the country so we were the first people to go nationwide well yeah. with a burger I think Pizza Pilgrims yeah they, they, were, they were really fast yeah, yeah. but I actually spoke to spoke to James a few weeks ago they had oh, yeah. launched that previously oh had they so they'd launched it. it didn't work for whatever reason oh, right. and so they kind of had they had it ready to had go because right. I remember going they're fucking good those guys <laughs> like how did they get that how did they get there yeah, so quickly yeah. um, and I suppose that's what you, you just need to take a chance and some, on some things and yeah if you've got it ready to go just right time right place I mean, that's yeah, it yeah, definitely right so anyway so yeah so we, we did we did this and um we were selling you know selling hundreds if not thousands of kits yeah. a day kind of thing and uh well that we were actually doing quite well until the market accepted that Caught this up a bit and was this was going to be a thing that people mm -hmm. could have at home and then david beckham got a kit and posted about <laughs> right, it right yeah i saw that and it went went mad like we were selling one a minute i think for about wow. three, for three okay. or four days and it broke our system I was so gonna say, yeah. we weren't ready we didn't have we didn't have an inventory like a stock like stock take of, mm -hmm. of how many kits we didn't like limit it uh we said that everyone would get it next day or the day after next day people were waiting weeks right, it was right. horrible i sat on our kind of like info at Mac and Wild replying to people that oh, were really right. pissed off sure. and I didn't know whose had been sent, whose had been arrived, I had no systems in place and I was like this is awful, I never want, I never want, it. and I spent like lots of time um, yeah, on that and uh, never want to do that again so, but there's definitely a business here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so we, we just, we just called up everyone and said look we're going to set up a we're gonna set up. We're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do it properly. Proper system. We'll do it for you. Like, give us your recipes. Give us your um, suppliers. You just have to help market it. Yeah. And yeah, it went really well. And like, like, got to kind of work with some of London's yeah, best kind of yeah. restaurants, and it was really fun. And then a guy called Ed, who um, used to run Top City Bites, which was like oh, a yeah, yeah. recommendation website. So he, we were in touch with him, and he does the tech, and he's actually a really smart guy. Mm. Uh, you can cut that bit out actually. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, no, he's nice, brilliant. So we teamed up with him and he kind of runs the business. And, um, but yeah, amazing. Like we got to work with kind of Gordon Ramsay and right, yeah, get, yeah. get him on board. And we've got some really exciting, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to talk about oh. it yet. Uh, but really exciting stuff coming up. We're doing, we've got kits with like Game of Thrones. Oh, right, so we've got wow. Game of Thrones kit coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, and then some other like cool, very, very cool brand partnerships. That's very intriguing. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, obviously, there's probably a few doubters out there, and I've heard people already kind of saying, you know, the kids' business is like doomed to just keep going downhill, and other places are opening back up. But yeah, I mean, if you've got those kind of like novel ideas coming in, I mean, like there's definitely a market for things. Yeah, like a game of Thrones kit. Yeah, that, that sounds mad. Well, that's <laughs> it. Like, there's, there's 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 opportunity everywhere. It's just how you deliver it, mm. and or how yeah, how you access it and deliver it. And then the the kids' business, like from from a restaurant point of view, I talked about it earlier. 
such tight margins. Mm. Like now everyone's opened up their eyes and saying like, we can't just run a business on bums on seats. Mm, like yeah. it's about like Heston's done it so well, you know, he's got his sauces and yeah. his stuff in Waitrose and, and that's what you need to do. You need to be able to get your customers from outside that four mile sure, radius. Yeah, yeah. Like people don't come to your restaurant if they live more, more than four miles away. Or not in London, like yeah, yeah. four miles is, I think eight miles is probably London. So yeah. it's probably less <laughs> than that, but like just generally speaking, and you need to be able to, to flex that brand. And if you can have like someone like Restaurant Kits building kits for yeah, you, it's yeah. generating cash whilst you sleep. Like we, Mac and Wild, don't do anything mm. um, to, to make that kit. Or right, We're just given the recipe and, and we get a commission of sales. Mm. So it's really like nice business that, that's one thing. And then you, you, know, you have your online butcher or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just all these things put together. So yeah, like, Kits, yeah, they have dropped, and we expect we expected that. We forecast yeah. the kit sales to drop, but there's a lot of innovation out there, mm, yeah. and it's about it's about you know creating something that people want to have. Sure, yeah. I'm very excited to see yeah what what the other new bits and pieces coming out. Ah, oh, they're happy. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to tell you or not. So that's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. So I, I guess while we're on the food bit specifically, then like coming back to sixes, like what are you particularly excited about, like? on the menu here for people to come in and try alongside their game in the cages. Oh right, okay, so <laughs> menu wise, um, so we are literally in the process of like changing the menu. Okay. So when this be, this is aired in two <laughs> months time, I would love to tell you that. <laughs> um, so no, we're gonna have, we've got, um, we've got short rib on there, which is pretty yeah. delicious, but yeah, yeah. when is it not? <laughs> um, we're, tr we're going to work, so we're going to try and take where we are, take, we're taking that ethos of Mac and Wild yeah. and we're kind of weaving it in uh, to this in, in a sense of like where your food comes from, right, how right. important it is to know the suppliers. So, so yeah, so we've got, we've got cool um, cured salmon dish that we're mm. working on, which is going to come out like pinned to a board. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> so you kind of like, I, I really like people to think about the product, the yeah. produce, like the, the, if you yeah. break it down, like what is it all about? Like the chef making it look a little bit fancy, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. But um, but actually, it's got to be good produce, yeah, and it's got to yeah. make you feel good. Mm. So if we can like tell people where it's from, how it got there, uh, give them a little bit of narrative to that, yeah. then I think that adds a little kind of you know percentage <laughs> or two of, of um, sweetness. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so what other things? Yeah, we've got a banging burger, which as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. We had to we've revamped that again. Um, so yeah, so we just went to go and look at our our new fire pits and stuff. Mm. Uh, was it two days ago? There must be another perk of like having somewhere of this kind of size if you're able to bring in a couple of fire pits like downstairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we just do you know what? It's just like like there's so much psychology in food mm. and cooking as well, and it's about I think I said a minute ago it's about how it makes you feel yeah, and yeah. Um, like fire and cooking on fire is one of these really like innate feelings mm. uh, which which yeah we've, we've been we've been looking at it for for centuries or more yeah, than yeah, for like yeah. what, how old are humans like a hundred thousand <laughs> years old so like we've been doing it for quite a long time looking <laughs> at fire so yeah what we're we working on um burnt end nuggets with beef gravy oh yeah um overnight overnight cold sweet potato so what okay. we'll do at the end of the night we're just going to wrap up some sweet potatoes stick right, them in the fire right. in the morning they should be lovely beautifully that, cooked yeah. Yeah, 50 day age ribeye, salted popcorn butter. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, one of the. Well, I think it's going to be mass. I don't know. Maybe I'm a dickhead. <laughs> but we're going to we're going to make our own sausages. Okay. And right. we're going to do sausage by the meter. 
So you can okay, get right. so you can get like a half meter of sausage or a whole meter of sausage. I mean, I, I can see the internet going pretty crazy. Am I a dickhead <laughs> or am I a genius? There's I mean, a fine line. <laughs> there is a fine line. There's a fine line. No, that sounds great. I can see people going mad for that. Yeah, and we've got we've got our kind of um, hog roast, yeah. uh, the orchard hog roast, which right, I right. just love. It's yeah, just like yeah. basically a bowl of meat, and you get some like kind of milk buns, and you. You, it's right. so simple, but you yeah, make it yeah. yourself. I mean, that kind of fits with the theme as well, really, doesn't it? Yeah. You can definitely see that, like, by the side of a cricket pitch kind of thing. Oh, exactly. Well, that's like... it. So, like, I don't know. It's, it, it, it just it comes much easier to me. We did, originally when we opened up, we were all about kind of English gastropub. Right. Was the, was the kind of the style or the kind of the, the brief that we mm. thought we were. But, I don't know, it's just it's a bit stiff. Right. For sixes, I think it just needs to be, like, really fun. Yeah, yeah. Get some theatre. Set fire to shit and hope for the best. <laughs> That's the tagline, like, <laughs> sixes, set fire to shit. <laughs> nice. Cool, so veering away slightly, but still on the food, like, when you're not eating in your own places, obviously, are there any favourites that you have when you hit the town around London? God, I hate this question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, God, what do, what do I, I mean, there's places I love. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I live in southeast London. Right, right. So, and I've got two kids. We do a lot of Thai food at home, okay, nice, <laughs> like nice. on deliver, delivery of Thai food, uh, and then like restaurant kits as well. We we do quite like I love yeah. Anglo Thai restaurant mm. kits, delicious. I just love what they do, and the cricket one as yeah. well is amazing. And I love the Camberwell Arms. Right, right. I don't know if you've been. I've not been. No, I, I know the name. Yeah. It's so good. It's just like it's one of those places you put your put your you get the menu, you put your finger out, and you <laughs> still have that. And you have it and you're like, it's so good. And they just really care about every single element that's on the on the dish. Uh, Camel arms. So, uh, and then um, there's a little Italian in Peckham. They, they did, so they, had, they were the first kit I tried. Okay. So right. they went home delivery and it was like reheating oven. It was simple. It was so good. Mm-hmm. So I had them and I bought pasta evangelist at the same time. So oh, right. I was having a pasta party with my wife and <laughs> I think it was our honeymoon, uh, our anniversary. Um, and you know, like pasta manjas are delicious. I don't yeah. know if you've had it or not. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. But then this other stuff, you know, when you have, you have good and you have Correct. fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Artusi, A A A R T U S I, Artusi. But um, but yeah, it's it's delicious. You go in, they've got the handwritten menu. Right, right. They have like two or three starters, two two or three mains, and a couple of puddings. And this sort of place, you go with a couple of friends, and you say, yeah, we'll have we'll have everything, please. And they just take out the food, and like, you, you, it's delicious. Oh, right. I love it, and I love I love Italian food, and I love like, I love Italy, and I'm not even sure who how Italian the owners are or not. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just really fresh, really good ingredients. Oh, awesome! No, I definitely have to hit uh, it. Yeah. And then yeah, what other like I love yeah Lisa Yumbun. I love Yumbun. Oh, right, right. Um, she started her stall next to me when I when I first started right, Broadway. Right. Um, yeah, like Island Poke. I have an Island Poke once a week, right, so right. we did a collab with. James uh, oh, there a couple yeah, of yeah, years yeah. ago. Uh, just really good guys. Um, it's, it's so tough to say, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm just like the th- the problem with living in London is no one's really that loyal. Mm. It's hard because there's so much choice. Can be tempted away for sure. It's like yeah. I've been there. It was it was great, but there's so many yeah, other kind of. Yeah. Whereas if you live out London, I think you're a lot more kind of go back to the same place. Like, I only go here. This is my pub or this is my place, and yeah, I always yeah. have the same thing. And that, yeah, I, there's definitely a happy medium, isn't there? Because, um, yeah, London's so welcoming to new ventures and new mm. businesses and new restaurants, yeah. whereas outside it's like, we've already got a pub. Right. What do we need another pub for? <laughs> sure. Um, so, so, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. 
So my final kind of like stinger question that I've been asking people is, what do you think is the next like big thing that's coming to the London food scene? Like, what's the trend that's going to be hitting in the next kind of months or years? It's definitely competitive socialising. Right. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the it's the upside of of the food and drink and and the kind of game. There's a few new concepts that are coming to market, but there's every week I read time out or something and there's right. a new golf concept sure, yeah, yeah. it's killing me <laughs> um, I just feel like it's just too much too much copycat stuff going on there yeah, but, that's true. but yeah that I think like just activities with with food and drink mm-hmm. is what we're going to see more of hopefully it'll be like kind of movement towards more ethical meats and working closer mm. with the with the suppliers sure, or the producers yeah. I would love to see that Fingers but crossed. Realistically, it's probably going to be like, though I reckon we're going to have the first steak restaurant where it prints your steak in front of you or something like that soon. Right. I mean, honestly, that's, that will happen. You'll be able to like go to a hole in the wall, cash machine, ATM style thing and say, I'll have a steak. Right. And you put in your card and it'll print it there in front of you. I, th- I probably watched too much Star Trek as a kid. Um, we can get there one day, yeah. And I'm kind of excited by it, but, um, but yeah, I just worry what, they, what that actually means to the planet when we do yeah, yeah, go down yeah. that line but again I keep on sort of venturing towards this kind of like where food comes from yeah, but it's so yeah, important yeah. For sure. just work with nature either that or we're all going to turn into zombies and there'll be no um, no nothing other right, than yeah. the industry's dead I was, I was reading about some new viruses that are coming to the scene that are uh, they're actually like 45,000 years old and they're they're okay, in a. They've been melt- are they like trapped in ice? Yeah, they're trapped yeah, in ice. Yeah. And because the ice caps are melting, we've got these new viruses that are kind of well, old viruses. Well, I'm sure we'll be fine, but. <laughs> uh, encouraging note to end on. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. And if not, we'll be dead, so it doesn't matter. Awesome. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for taking the time, Andy, and for your, for your cheer <laughs> at the end there. Um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to chat me. And uh, yeah, I encourage everyone to come down and uh, check out Sixes, both for yeah, the fun and the food. Yeah, cool. Thanks Amazing. so much. Cheers, Cheers. thanks, Andy. So there you have it, folks. I'm sure we'll be fine. Thanks so much again to Andy for taking the time to chat to me. I heartily recommend you check out Sixes, especially if you've got any parties or work dues coming up, as it's a great time. And of course, Mac and Wild and Restaurant Kits are well worth a look too. I'll drop all the relevant info in the show notes for you, as always. You can find me on Instagram at MikeEatsLondon or follow the pod at MikeMeetsLondon. If you enjoyed the episode, please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and drop me a little review if you can as well. That's greatly appreciated. I'll see you next time. But yeah, I actually, for lunch, I had, a, I had a chip butty and a can of iron brew every day for six years of my high school life.